0: let me explain something to you um i'm not mr lebowski you're mr lebowski i'm the dude that's (laughs) what you call me you know that or uh his dudeness or duder or el duderino if you're not into the whole brevity thing
1: are you employing mr lebowski (laughs) Ah!
2: employed
1: you like sex,
2: Mr. Lebowski. Is this your only ID? You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude. Your name's Lebowski, Lebowski. Oh! Jeff Lebowski,
1: the other Lebowski, the millionaire. I received this ransom note this morning. This is a bummer, man.
2: They want you to take the money and knock his courier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the
1: hell is this? My dirty aunties, dude. The whites. Let's
2: take that hill. Why should we settle for 20 grand when we can keep the entire million? I
1: know you're mixed up in all this. Playing one side against the other in bed with everybody. Blow them.
2: Huh? Fabulous stuff. What? Who's sitting on a million dollars? We want some money. Ah, sitting in the trunk of our car. Where's my damn money? Say, dude, where is your car?
1: Who's got your undies, Walter?
2: This is a very complicated case, Maud, you know. A lot of ins, a lot of outs.
1: Is this your homework, Larry? And I would like my undies back. A lot of uh, strands to keep in my head, man.
0: Hey, careful, man.
2: There's a beverage here,
0: huh? I like your style, dude. I have no choice but to tell these bums to do whatever is necessary to recover their money from you. (laughs) They were Nazis,
2: dude? They were nihilists, man.
1: They kept saying they believed in nothing. You figured, oh, here's a loser, you know, a a deadbeat. Well, aren't
2: you? Well, yeah. You cannot drag this negative energy into the tournament. Jeffrey. Bond? Love me. Uh,
1: That's my robe. I'm throwing rocks tonight. It don't matter to Jesus. (laughs) This could be a a, a lot more complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know?
2: We interrupt this program. Important instructions will follow.
0: Ever wish you had Benjamin Button's disease of the balls? With the Turf Chopper 2.0 from SmoothMyBalls.com, you can! Whoa, what's going on, Harry? Harry's our producer, by the way. What are you talking about, man? If your balls were the Hunger Games, your girlfriend would stand up and say, I volunteer as tribute. Really? Got Dirty Harry saying, go ahead, smooth my balls. Like those smooth balls really tie the room together, man, says the dude. Hasta la vista, hairy balls. Got Tony Montana saying, say hello to my smooth balls. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> wait a second. Houston. We've got smooth balls. May the smooth balls be with you always. Yippee-ki-yay, mother smooth balls. (laughs) Okay, okay, bro, stop, 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 stop. What Harry's trying to say is go to smoothmyballs.com and use promo code POPCORN15 to get 15% off your purchase. And maybe, just maybe, he won't do this anymore. No promises. Let's be real. This is a real product. Smooth My Balls reached out to me. I have used their product. It does work. It is designed for those areas that need a little more sensitive touch. It is a lifestyle choice. So (laughs) go ahead and reach out to smoothmyballs.com and make sure you use the promo code POPCORN15 to get 15% off your purchase. And it helps the show. So you're doing yourself a favor. You're doing your balls a favor. And you're doing the Popcorn Priest a favor. So go out there and smooth your balls. Welcome back to Should You Watch This with the Popcorn Priest. I am the Popcorn Priest host, Chris Compton. Joining me today is reoccurring guests, Cole and Taylor.
1: Yeah, featured players.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. longtime friends and movie enthusiasts who both worked with me when I worked as a projectionist at the movie theater. Happy to have you guys on the this week's breakdown of The Big Lebowski from
1: 1993. That was 93? Are you sure it was 93?
0: Yeah. That's what the internet says. Dang. The description for this movie is Jeff the Dude Lebowski, mistaken for a millionaire of the same name, seeks restitution for his ruined rug and enlists his bowling buddies to help get
2: it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's that happens in that movie. Nineteen
1: ninety-eight. Really? Yeah, it's set in ninety-three, or I think, because that's desert did, storm. Did I
2: do? Di- <sighs> IMDB says 1995. Because it's after Fargo, oh, I, I screwed that up. Yeah, Fargo was 95, and then
1: yeah, and then they, they, I think that's the only reason they were able to make this bizarre movie. This is a this is a
0: the best podcast you could listen to. We screwed
1: up the, I mean, the you year. just say you have <laughs> dyslexia for numbers. It's we
0: fine. we check our facts. <laughs> I think <laughs> that the three look like an eight. So we or an eight look like a three. We
2: real time check our facts here on this. Yeah, podcast. yeah, that's
1: what. Yeah, that's the real accountability. So this is directed by
0: Joel Cohen and Ethan Cohen but on IMDb it says they're uncredited. Yes.
1: But who knows who directed? On the
2: opening credits of the movie though it said Joel Cohen. It did. It gave okay. them both credit as writers but then it's usually Joel Cohen Wasn't as the director. There's some
1: like directors
2: guild rule that they could only You can only have one director on the name of the film. That's why Right. I, remember I think there was that a big may have deal. changed
1: since then I think like recently
2: they can do that now it's or? like the past 10 years or so that was the thing with John Carter was Robert Rodriguez and somebody else were going to do it but you could only have one director and I remember there was a big thing about that back uh, in the it day
1: like the, the
2: but I, production the of so you can have two names on there now Top Bill stars Jeff Bridges,
0: John Goodman, Julianne Moore, Steve Buscemi, mm-hmm. Tara Reid, Philip Seymour Hoffman, John Turturro, to name a few. Yes. Runtime of one hour fifty-seven minutes. Rated R. Genre on Rotten Tomatoes says
2: comedy. Sam Elliott, yeah, He's the stranger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would say, oh yeah, Sam
1: Elliott. I forgot Sam Elliott.
2: Who? Looks as old back then as he does now, and just randomly shows up. He just he's looked the same for like thirty years. Yeah, no,
1: it's he's timeless.
0: IMDb gives us an eight point one out of ten from seven hundred and thirty four thousand reviews. Rotten Tomatoes gives us an eighty three percent. What
1: from the critics ninety three from <laughs> the rest of us, and that's from oh man, I would love to read some negative reviews of this movie. <laughs>
2: uh, I remember one of them the. Roger Ebert hated it it, just, it, he, make, it makes no sense, that's, and that's why Roger Ebert, I remember, gave it a, b- a low score because it's just so it bounces around like a pinball machine. Oh, without, oh I've got some it's hot takes from Roger Ebert absolute here. Absolute philistines,
1: man. I mean,
2: I get it. It's kind of it. Yeah, they it, are it, missing the point. It, oh yeah, it's just fun. I mean, they're not known I'm for man, their straightforward plots.
1: My, my laughs are blowing out. Yeah, the you're you're I, blowing I, us up, I, man. I apologize. I apologize.
0: So, what do you guys guess the budget was on this movie? <laughs> About 30 million. About 20, 15. Mm. And guess how much Adjusting it made? Just for
1: inflation, I bet it's 30. 30. <laughs> uh, okay.
0: <laughs> it made $46 million
1: in the box That's office. That's fantastic. Which seems cool yeah, for, for like a, a movie like this. comedy. Yeah, no, it's good.
2: Low risk, low low chance of failure.
0: So, where you can watch this right now is on Peacock. Premium with no ads. Uh, I should
1: say that maybe they'll sponsor this. Or
0: regular
2: Peacock with Um, ads. Thank
1: you, NBC and your streaming service. We support it, and in fact, I've recommended it to my friends and family. Well,
2: (laughs) um, hopefully, you know you're purchasing it for more than just The Office and Parks and Rec because otherwise, you're going to run out of content real fast.
1: Have you you seen like they're like? The tiers of like membership is like how much office you get. Oh, it's, so <laughs> yeah. It's, that was the fun, well. The
2: funniest is reading the reviews because everyone chose to do free and thinking they were just going to get an ad or two, but apparently there's so many ads that people are just like it, they hate it. It's good. People apparently,
0: with Xfinity, you get it for free.
2: Yeah, if it's if Comcast picks it up, then you get you usually included in your package is the good thing, but. With Comcast, you're paying two hundred and fifty dollars anyway, so it yeah. balances out in the grand scheme of it. things. Anyway, that's a digression.
1: It's fine. <laughs> we, we can we can do a hot
0: take. We on ramble. On, we also on ramble on, on this podcast. Right. So this get, gets us to the best part of this podcast, which is should or shouldn't you watch this? So I've got a I couldn't write down five because I wanted to s- hear your guys' reasons why you should watch this. So I'm going to give the ones oh, I think. And then I want you guys to tell me what you guys think. So, number one, if you're a Coen Brothers fan, you have to you have to yeah. watch this. Two, if you want to see a movie where both John Goodman <laughs> and Jeff Bridges <laughs> are oh, just amazing,
2: they yeah. they let them they let him loose without letting them chew the scenery. They, yeah, I don't know, like the, they the, direct them pretty the, yeah, good. Yeah, the
1: directing there on like just their their characters is so good. Like, and
0: they both they both have said multiple times that this was like. The most fun they've ever had it's, on it's set. It's like a...
1: Yeah, it's a dude hangout movie for sure. Number three, if
0: you want to see what all the fuss is about. Like, every, this is like a cult yeah, classic. Yeah,
1: like, I mean, that, that that's kind of like... I feel like that would harm it in any way. Like, if you didn't know... Like, it's one of those, so ubiquitous, you're like, it's probably this overrated trash. So you're saying,
0: because it's a cult classic and you haven't seen it... If you
1: had just been exposed to, like, the culture, like, pop culture stuff around it, I could find someone hating it. Oh, really? are you that way? I
0: mean, I can can appreciate a movie if everyone's like, oh, you gotta go see this. For years. Yeah, it would be hard for me as a movie enthusiast, though, not to...
1: Like, imagine looking at the fandom around these, like, Star Wars recent things and having never seen Star Wars and like wouldn't you think it was the most toxic thing? <laughs> well, it depends on like how this deep. movie or Star Wars? Star Wars. I'm just saying.
0: Well, my wife had never seen it about 10 years ago yeah, well. right? and I made her watch those and she she liked the one with Jar Jar Binks so I mean I, I guess, guess it yeah doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are the three reasons that I wanted to bring. What are some other reasons why you would recommend or tell people to watch this
2: more just an unpredictable the one thing i like about coen brothers movies is you never know where they're going to go generally like a lot of them have like a rather downbeat tone kind of they it's you know it starts off with a simple plan and then it just gets worse and worse and like more and more out of control but i like this one because even if i've seen it a dozen times it bounces around so much that it's hard to predict where it's going to go and it's just kind of a more modern, just zany screwball yeah. comedy.
1: Like, I would say it's, like, it's it's funny on its own if you, like, don't know what they're, like, what, what they're drawing, like, their inspirations from. Like, because, like, they've said that, like, they're, like, yeah, we kind of wanted to do one of those hard-boiled detective movies <laughs> and then have the detective be, like, the worst person possible to handle that. Like, having to deal with, like, all of these this intrigue and, like...
2: If your detective was Homer like, Simpson, you
1: don't need to know that, like, because like they've said, like the Big Sleep and those, like, you know, the Maltese Falcon and movies like that, mm-hmm. like, where where it's like there's a lot of like mystery and stuff and some hardboiled Philip
2: Harlow kind yeah, of style yeah, yeah, novel, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: like, but like so like knowing that like actually makes it way funnier, like, well, if like, because then like the structure of the movie like kind of comes into relief. You see what's happening. But, like, when I think when I first saw it, I didn't really know that that was, like, an inspiration they were pulling well, from. And, that's, and at that point, I it's just funny. I didn't know that either. It's just funny because of, like, the characters. Like, the characters alone <laughs> and the dialogue are, like, they sell you on it. And, like, you don't even really even need to know what's going on to find that part entertaining.
2: Well, and that's kind of the thing, though. If mm. you if you take the actual Lebowski storyline, kind of, you take him and his daughter and you remove the dude and, and uh, John Goodman. Out of the equation, it kind of makes sense because it's this guy. trying yeah, It's you know, yeah. a murder mystery or a kidnapping. You know, whodunit kind of thing. But then when you throw the it's throwing a monkey wrench into the works, which which is you yeah, know, just the laziest this, the laziest man in L.A. This pot
1: smoking, like like cereal, like drinking. Just oh man. And then, like, just he's just chill with everyone except for like Walter, who's like the only guy who can get under his skin. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. I love that he just it just like, tells him to f off yeah, all the time. It, it's like, and Walter's just the most uptight person. Like, oh man, it's so good. <laughs> I
0: mean, at this point, you know, we're gonna spoil at least. A little bit. I mean, I don't know that you can,
1: this. though, because it's like it's
2: not really don't, about the plot. Just don't give away. The, well, just don't give away the ending. No, if uh, you
0: go watch it and then come back and listen uh, to the rest of this,
2: it's it's yeah.
0: So this I found interesting because uh, any, any other re—I mean, either reasons that you'd like to share with the listeners of why you should watch this. Those are really good, actually. I really enjoyed what
2: you just said.
1: Yeah,
0: Cole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why?
0: Thank you, both of you. I wasn't just talking about Taylor.
2: I, I mean, the other thing too, it's, it's kind of it's, one thing I like about the Coen brothers is it's like Wes Anderson where it, he kind of uses the same regular people. And yeah, it's interesting to see the cameos of who's going to show up. I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman's only in it for about 10 minutes, but it's, he's like so good, man. him and <laughs> yeah. Julianne Moore and just I kind miss of him
0: so much. Yeah. It's like
2: these, you know, they were, you know, relatively unknown or not as well known back in the day, but it's interesting, like, you see John Turturro show up, and then you see Julianne Moore show up, and then you see, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and it's just all these different personalities, and they, no, there's no one person that really acts the same. Everyone kind of has their own unique personality in this, but it's kind of interesting, because you just have this, like, everyone gets a little screen time to either be comedic, or to, you know, be dramatic, or to add to the story, but they've all got their own unique personalities, and it's kind of interesting to just kind of watch them come and go, whereas you're you know, your main focus is on the dude who's trying to be as confused as the audience, you know, so everyone can relate as to trying to figure out, you know, what's going on with this kidnapping and all these other players that keep showing up wondering where the money is and oh, beating the crap out of Jeff Bridges it, in his car. What's so no good cool reason. about
0: all that is all these great actors and you give them the dialogue that the Coen brothers <laughs> writes it it's just, like, magic. It's, 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 it's fireworks.
1: It's got really great cinematography, too. It's like Roger Deakins. Yeah, like, Roger Deakins, like, Deakins is the cinematographer, which but is like, crazy. It, it's, it's, like, it's, it's also one of those movies like where you know, like, it seems like no one, like, gave them notes. <laughs> like, <so laughs> the dream sequences and, like, the hallucinations he has. And the the porno yeah like in like it's a super elaborate like dance number with the bowling pin ladies like choreography yeah like, like the old 40s it, they were, they were given movies. like a blank check with as far as like what they could do like it's it's like super obvious but, well
2: <laughs> it makes sense though because what did they do before this it was, dec- fargo, it was fargo which got That's, them which oh, got okay. them
1: uh they got uh they were either nominated or won for best screenplay
2: I think they Best won the and that's
1: what gave them play. the ability that, to do Yeah, that they gave them the the blank check to like just like, yeah, you can
2: just do a fun one now. Well, because that's what happened with one for you, a Serious one Man for too yeah. after
1: cuz uh, Serious Man's another movie like that where it's like it's, clearly it's, <laughs> they <laughs> we were doing that own, on the pod. Yeah, they were doing it's their own good. thing. Well,
2: that was cuz of No Country for Old Men. Yeah, man. So it's like they all right,
1: a, well you won like four Oscars, so yeah,
2: you can make your own thing now. Once you won the when yeah, when you win the Oscars, you get the blank check and get to do what you want.
0: Well, speaking of the co- or the script, in an interview with Rolling Stone magazine, John Goodman stated that the dude referring to the Big Lebowski as a human paraquat <laughs> was one of the only improvised lines <laughs> to make it into the final film. Virtually, this is the crazy part, virtually every other line, including every man and dude, was scripted.
2: It, you can kind of see so it.
0: So they, they were doing the script. Yeah. It, it felt so improvised,
2: but it's not. Yes, you can see it in Jeff Bridges' face too when he utters that line because he's like grasping for something to say and he kind of pauses what and then spits a, it out. What is a paraquat? I, I do not know. I thought it was a fruit. Well, that's a kumquat, isn't it? I know, but I thought it was something related to it. Like uh, I, I have no idea. Fruit. <laughs> but, it
1: yeah. but it was hilarious. But
0: it just boggles my mind. Yeah, because
1: it's as tightly scripted, scripted is, is, it, like as it is. Considering, it. considering like the, yeah, like the, the stoner like... Just the life amusement of, yeah, just in confusion. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: word dude. Yeah. This is cool, too. Before filming a scene, Jeff Bridges would frequently ask the Coen brothers, Did the dude burn one on the way over? <laughs> if they said he had, he would rub his knuckles in his eyes before doing a take to make sure his uh, eyes appeared bloodshot. <laughs> we got a beverage here, man. No, there's
1: <laughs> like the, the lifestyle that he portrays is so funny. Like, just. Like where he's just like banging the roof of his car while drinking and smoking a joint, listening like, to Creedence Clearwater, <laughs> yeah, just, just Cause, drink, cause, drinking and driving. Because he, he just had a really great I
2: can't uh, stand Eagles doctor man.
0: appointment. Yeah,
1: like and him listening to bowling noises to relax. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> I love is, that. Yeah, about that is one of the, the funniest. It's,
2: it's just him and his tape recorder listening to bowling sounds and then <laughs> and it was a
0: specific not just bowling know, it was sounds, an actual
2: match like, yeah, a
0: match that he'd had in yeah. like 1987 to, or to so. prepare for the tournament <laughs> yeah, it just,
2: and see but see this is the that's thing really though great one thing I've noticed with this movie though is it's one of those you're either gonna love it or hate it because that's true you're either gonna laugh because it's it you understand the humor or you it you know you connect with it and it makes you chuckle or you get so frustrated that you become pissed off yeah. and you're not laughing. You don't, because the jokes, it just, I feel like, right yeah. Like
1: it, Cause like if you were them, like the relationship he has with Walter is profoundly frustrating. Like it's, yeah. Walter is a profoundly frustrating character to have as like a friend. Would be like someone you can't reason with. And he's like a loose cannon. And he's coming up with his own ideas. It never
2: leaves you alone. Like, like
1: yeah. Like so like those arguments are like super funny, but like yeah, if you were like looking at it, it's like this is really frustrating and they're arguing.
2: <laughs> all they do is say the F word yeah, all the time.
1: Telling Donnie to shut up and like uh, uh, it's I, just I, really so vulgar. Good. I just
2: don't get this.
0: So I, I'm not comparing this movie to like uh what's his name? Uh Jared Hess. Hess Hess? Hess? Hess. I'm not comparing them to him but Napoleon Dynamite is kind of to me a film like a this PG-rated, where a PG rated Lebowski where like most people were probably going to either love it or hate, hate it. it and then and then upon subsequent viewings it gets better and better like this movie i've only seen it i think this is my second or third time watching it and and it's very it's better like with subsequent viewings
1: well, I mean, that's, I think part of that just comes from, like, how complicated the plot is. Well, yeah. <laughs>
2: it's, so there's so much going on. You pick up on stuff yeah. more and more. There's a few things I noticed this time, and I've probably yeah, seen Yeah,
1: I didn't know that uh, Walter Sobchak had a security company. I noticed that this time. That his van had a... said Sobchak security. <laughs> oh,
2: that's Because they never
1: explain what he does for a living. And they certainly don't explain what the dude that's does true. for a living.
2: Well, they kind of do. He just
1: skips out on rent.
2: He's... He was a roadie from Metallica. Oh, man, that's
1: so funny. He talked to his <laughs> landlord,
2: it's
1: like it's the it, it's the tenth of the month. Far out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the dudes' clothes in the movies uh, in the movie were Jeff Bridges' own
2: clothes.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, he pretty much is that guy. Like as far as growing up, like in hippie, like California. <laughs> I feel like he's become more of the dude. Over the it's, years. I feel like uh, pretty much he was after. already that though. Like I feel like,
0: what has happened to his his speech? Like, ha- have you noticed he like lisps a lot more and he has a weird kind of a I affectation have not of that. That. his voice? He's older. No, he's, cause he I because I did get like dentures or something? Like he my, doesn't sound like. Go a... look it up. Like if you if you like see what's the last thing he did footage like, of I like. <sighs> It's, he sounds weird and is it's, later
2: well because i always notice it's him at is it the hyundai commercials or he he narrates yeah. for some just car company like
1: he's got like dentures or like he lost some teeth or i don't know he just sounds maybe he different. got some botox and tightened up his lips who knows you i kind of you know
2: i, I kind of know what you're talking about because it's <laughs> yeah I haven't it noticed. sounds like he's more yeah it,
1: like in
0: in true grit there will be scenes where he talks normal and then uh, there's I some that's weird... I think great he's t- just
1: trying to do, like, a I know, voice. but there's... There, you, I, I, that's where he's I'm not crazy. He has a weird... <laughs> I think you might be crazy, weird. but we, it's hard. We cannot prove definitively either way. <laughs> well, speaking of words and sounding
0: weird, how many times does... How many times do you think the dude says man oh, in man. this movie?
2: 112. <laughs> Two. So there, were, I found two
0: different places and two different numbers. So you could guess. You have two uh, two times to get it right. I'm gonna say
1: 100.
0: 147 oh, or
1: 160. I'm say 160. <laughs> Got it right on. Does it so that, how many times he
0: says, dude? No, I didn't. I didn't get that. Yeah, but dude. I, I did. So it, it equates to about one and a half times a minute. He says, man. <laughs> And guess how many times the F-word was used? Oh, um,
2: 315. I that's close. That's really close. Really? Yeah. That
1: seems wow. high. But then again, well, I don't know. But that's the
2: only other thing they say is <laughs> they say dude, man, and then the F-word. That
0: makes up the bulk of their speech. 292 <laughs> counts. And guess how many times he tells Donnie to shut the F up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was higher, but it seemed like he said it a lot. But 20. Five. Wow!
2: I swear that's more than. Yeah, five it feels there. like well, more than that.
1: How many times does he mention Vietnam? <laughs> that's that's got to be high too. At least
2: like eight. He, he tells him to shut up, to but 10. he just he yells it each time, <sighs> so it just it's more forceful because that's that's when he gets really frustrated.
0: Here's here's some more stats. How many times does John Goodman take off his glasses?
1: Oh, oh he only takes
2: them off once. I
1: mean, bing, yeah, bing, bing, the bing, only bing. time I notice is at the very end. Yeah, because
2: uh, he, like, pulls them down off to the side. It's good job,
1: Cole. It's $180. <laughs> I notice things. <laughs> it is our most moderately priced. Oh, man. Now, that's so good. So, here's some more word stuff that I found. In the clean
0: version for television, the famous... And you one of you guys can say, this is
2: what happens oh, yeah. When, when, yeah. You, is when you F a stranger I, in the A.
1: Yeah, like in... Yeah, I've heard what the actual TV version is. It's very good. It
0: was changed to, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> I remember watching <laughs> it on TBS so and I was good. so confused. <laughs> it's frequently cited as one of the most creative edits made for a film to be aired on television. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, that's so awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, and, like you can't even, like, see, I haven't seen it in a while. And it, it just felt like I had seen it for the first time. But just because, like, the progression of the plot is so <laughs>
2: it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's like
1: there's no like you can't even like in your mind like envision. Okay, h- how did he get this scene from this scene? Like it's like <laughs> it's, that, that's why <laughs> it's such a like a like it's, a like. It's a, almost as
0: if you were to start it, you wouldn't have. No, it's hard yeah, to you, know you where you would never
1: re- have known where it ends up, except for yeah. well, well no,
0: I'm mean, I'm saying if you started it midway through and you're like, oh, there's this oh, scene, yeah, and yeah. you're like. Oh, yeah. I, mi- I missed the other like one. It's told
1: linearly, but like the story is so, like, I don't it,
2: know. What it, well, there's so many people involved yeah, in the way it's it changes. So compl-
1: it's so convoluted, and it's like detective plot, like.
2: see, <laughs> And see what I love, though. That's what I love about no. the Coen brothers is, it, it doesn't matter how it starts because by the end of the, sh- the movie, they've already like the plot. Yeah, the original like, plot yeah, device like, is already gone and it's just, <laughs> it's gone so far <laughs> off the rails, but it's so entertaining that you just can't stop watching. I'd love to be a fly on the wall when they're writing a screenplay just to see yeah, like, like what I, ideas I, they're bouncing off each other. Well, I read that they, they start
0: a screenplay and then they get to a point where they're, they're struggling to figure out where it can go and then they'll start Another one, and then they'll come back to it. Because they were writing
2: Barton Fink. That was, yeah, about writer's block with the... um, When they were doing this. Crossing. They were having trouble trying to figure out how to end that movie. Yeah. There's a religious
0: movement based on the dude. (laughs) You know what it's called? The Church of the Latter-day
1: Dude. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, dude. They used to
2: have the festival every year. I swear it was in Arizona. I mean, I'm sure Well, there's probably a few places. But yeah, I know every year they... They used to do like an annual film You're festival, and everybody would show up in their robes and their flip flops and glasses. It's kind of like the the Rocky horror picture show. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. The it's more laid back. Yeah, I'd probably
0: wait more, more white Russians yeah. and less rice throwing with, with some with some herbs. Yeah, used.
2: probably <laughs> some CBD.
0: Let's see here. While urinating on the dude's rug, the treehorn thug says. Ever thus to deadbeats, Lebowski. <laughs> this is a play on the Latin phrase <laughs> "Six Semper Tyrannis," uh, which was allegedly spo- spoken by murderers of Ju- Julius Caesar and Abraham
2: Lincoln. Mm-hmm. That's funny.
0: Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm glad that I brought
2: up that little tidbit. No one really cares. <laughs> I hey, we care. We're just processing it in our oh, like okay? yeah,
1: the actual like Big Lebowski's like rant to him about the bums losing, <laughs> get a job, sir. <laughs> so good. Like that's another thing about Coen Brothers movies, like, is that their work with character actors is like second to none. Like the like we were talking about like how the the, the like the Big Lebowski guy like reminds us of the producer and
0: In uh, Barton Fink, Fink,
1: yeah. Just as far, like, man, they can just get some, like, great performances out of these people like you've never seen in another movie. They're just there. A thousand percent. Yeah, Yeah. just, man.
0: (laughs) One thing that I was really curious about, because of, you know, the Roger Deakins being the cinematographer and... Stuff that they pulled off in the weird, like dream sequences, yeah. and the and the porno,
1: like like the in like the shots of the bowling alley, like where it yeah, follows the, bo- the follows the bowling b- pin, ball down the alley and yeah bowling pinball. So yeah, the, I, I read <laughs> all that, all that it, to
0: achieve the point of view of a rolling bowling ball, the Cohen brothers mounted a camera on something like a barbecue spit, according to Ethan Cohen, and then dollied it along the lane. The challenge for them was figuring out the relative speeds of the forward motion and the rotating motion <laughs> and then CGI was used to create the vantage point of the thumb
2: hole in the bowling ball. That's what I was thinking about that That's shot. That's really
1: cool. Yeah, because I was wondering like how fast, because like, Well, because... It wouldn't be going, like, straight. Well,
2: it looked like like they flipped it forward, and then they flipped it backwards, and I think the shots were spliced together, because every time it flips, it goes black, because there's no way you'd be able to flip it completely with all the cables. So I think it's just half and half, and they spliced it together to make it look like it's rolling down the alley, but I was thinking about that shot, too. It was really cool.
0: And the motion is like, it's kind of like, it goes fast and slow and fast and slow. It's just really rad. And then uh, the Cohen Brothers shot a lot of the film with wide-angle lenses because, according to Joel Cohen, it made it easier to hold focus for a greater depth and made camera movements more dynamic.
2: Yeah, Which you notice that in a few shots. The, yeah, you notice the, the depth of
1: clarity too. Like, because like with all the con- like where they're just sitting at the bowling alley, and you uh-huh. can kind of see like their whole their whole hangout.
0: Yeah, the establishing stuff, and then that, and then bookending it with the the end. Scenes of the bowling alley was so cool.
2: Yeah, it's just rad. It's all about bowling.
1: Now it's about hanging out with your friends, man. Yeah, bowling and just like <laughs> at the talk about it, we're like, Oh, you know the like bowling and driving around. <laughs> 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 Describing his hobbies, he's <laughs> like the most boring guy. Yeah, you know bowling. You know, I, also I bowling. really feel like
0: people need needs. Need to adopt some of his philosophy oh, right absolutely. now. Everyone's yeah, no. so tight. People. Calm down, everybody. Take a deep breath. Yeah, take a deep to, breath. His
1: landlord a, asks him to go to his his like <laughs> get into the
0: bathtub with a with a little bit of some some hashish. Put your bowling music on. Would you go and to your, take a,
1: to your a, landlord's like get a quart dance of half and recital and half. thing?
0: Probably not. <laughs>
1: That's, but that mean, was, that's the difference between you and the dude, is that he was like, I'll be there, man. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't sure about paying the rent. <laughs> no, he just kind of, ble- like, it's, he didn't even know what he was asking about. Like, it's the 10th already. <laughs> Far out, man. Right, right on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, the film is included on Roger Ebert's great movies list. However, Roger Ebert only gave the movie three out of four stars in his review at the time of its release in 1998.
1: Yep. Phil Not 1993.
0: Yep. So in 2010, he added it to that list. So he... He's like, I was wrong.
2: I was wrong. I was a fool. He admits when he's wrong. That's what I like about him. Yeah.
0: So the notorious Lebowski rug was such a central part of the film The Coen brothers even participated in an interview with Floor Covering Weekly while promoting <laughs> the movie. In a DVD extra... Ethan Cohen notes that the producer Joel Silver thought the film should end with the dude getting his rug back, but the Cohen's never followed
1: through.
2: Joel Silver produced this.
1: I like how. So that they, I wonder if they they got that note and they're like, "Yeah, we'll think about it." And they're like, uh, "Yeah, absolutely. no, yeah, we're not doing that. Weird. That would
2: have been stupid."
1: Yeah, no, that's like that's exactly the kind of like idiot business guy like recommendation. You guys like maybe Remember,
2: maybe we can yeah, tie yeah, this maybe, to a McDonald's happy. you Maybe you to have
1: it be like it's the end is the beginning.
0: Maybe he could. Be- <laughs> Maybe you know what Rug? He's trying again. He like, could get it
2: back. Maybe.
0: Would that be a good thing
1: like, I just think the audiences will like that.
2: It's like man <laughs> versus rug versus horse.
1: Yeah, no. It's, it's the, yeah talentless, talentless hacks in charge of everything. So, so this we're is just lucky that the Cohens are some of the few creative people to have broken through to where they have free reign. That's <laughs> true. There's not that many directors who've done that, and they're they're one of them. Who else is like the Coen Brothers? Well, like, I mean, and they mean, don't have to be a pair of people. But you mean like able to do their own stuff, or like does the writing, directing? I don't know either. Just I mean, like as far as like top to tier like directors who can do whatever they want, it's like Spielberg <laughs> and Scorsese and James Cameron and.
2: Yeah, but, well, they but know, that's Wes like Anderson. Giant. Well, Wes Anderson, I'd say, is closer because probably because they're like, not the big budgets. Yeah, they're not. He's also. they not, write, not He also
1: of, writes his own stuff. Well, like they.
2: They're not working with hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, they're I not.
1: Mean, they don't make those kind of movies. That's I true. I think
2: the only thing the the Coen brothers have made that was big budget was True Grit, which well, it's I think they kind
1: of like. Scorsese. He does. He did make those like art films stuff too. He doesn't really write them though. But Scorsese doesn't do like comedies or like... He has well, the He does, of, has? the king of comedy. <laughs> well, <laughs> you've, but, you've I mean... Seen that I haven't seen that yet. Oh, but. The, one, the one with Ray
2: Liotta was kind of a comedy, wasn't it?
1: Uh, which one? 80? good Goodfellas? Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, it's well, I mean, it's, it's dark comedy. It's, it's, yeah, no, se, I it's, think it's like funny. dark humor. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's true. It's
2: like American you know, beauty style comedy. You think I'm comedy.
1: funny? Some kind of clown? <laughs> yeah.
2: You saying I'm funny looking? Yeah.
0: So in a rare interview, the Coen brothers stated that the movie has more of an endearing fascination for other people than it does for us.
2: Well, it's to them it's probably just a movie Oh yeah, that they I, if I had made from. it, I would
1: hate it. Like I mean, I don't really? know. I, anything I create like or like have but to it, put my name on, I, I like immediately stuff that I do With how much ah, well, we're with, different.
2: With how many other <laughs> With how many other films they made and how fast they make them. I can kind of see why. They, I mean, once they're done shooting, they probably just move on to something else. It's probably like it's just a footnote in, you know, their book to them. True. With how how fast they usually make them or how fast they can put them out. I mean, at one point, they had one every year for five or six years. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I, I think they you, you should like your the things that you create.
2: No, so, well, no, no. I mean, I'm, they should. I'm sure they do. It's just, I mean, they're dealing with so much stuff on you know all the time that they. Probably it's you know easier just not to look back all the time. You got to look forward. You gotta you gotta give the people new content. Otherwise, you're not relevant. Like so,
1: Quentin Tarantino, would you compare him? Because he writes his own stuff and can mostly I, do what he wants. He,
2: he yeah, he can basically call the shots. I mean, it's not and then, yeah, that's pretty good. Comparison. He does big budget stuff. Yeah, but, he
1: does, but it's usually R rated and violent and but like he, limited.
2: But yeah, he's but, not. It's hard to say. He's not beholden. I mean, I'm sure he calls the shots in terms of but anyway, what he the, wants. The they are
1: product. auteurs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: the last little tidbit that I found that I wanted to share is the dude's line, The Dude Abides, is a reference to Ecclesiastes 1 4 <laughs> One generation passes away and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. It is a reference to how the dude, much like the earth, can weather change <laughs> and chaos around him, but still remain the same.
2: But and it's, I mean, it's touching, that quote, but then I just keep thinking back to the the opening introduction by Sam Elliott talking about how the dude was the laziest person in all of Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he
0: changed his tune towards the end because we all need, we were, we're
2: grateful for but, the what dude. What did he
1: say? He was like, he was lazy for all of us sinners or something like he, that?
2: No, taking it easy. Oh, yeah, yeah, taking it, for it, all it easy. It, it, it comforts him knowing that the dude's taking it easy for all us sinners. Yeah. <laughs> So what's your uh, what's your rating, gentlemen? I have four stars, four out of four for four me. Out it's four out of four. Yeah, twenty three years later, and it still makes me laugh. Like it's the first time I've watched it because I, it's just so raunchy and uproarious.
1: Yeah, a billion trillion stars for me. Uh, <laughs> as far as like a billion trillion stars. entry like films for like the Coen Brothers, I think it's probably the more accessible ones. It's not super violent, so I mean, like I feel it's, like maybe Fargo might be too much for some people. As well, far as like that.
2: Fargo's violent, but this has got this is nudity. I mean if, yeah, you, if but, you don't like boobs or the F word. But other than that it's not bad. But
1: like it's funny. It's also like I think probably like I said, like you don't even really even need to follow the plot really to find it entertaining, just because the, ca- yeah. and the characters and like the the dialogue. Is, and that's is one is that's so one thing I have to
2: stress to people is if you find yourself confused, don't get frustrated. Yeah, like, don't. Yeah. There's not. You're some,
1: watching it wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's not. A, it's
2: not a straightforward puzzle to solve with three pieces. It's. Several, several pieces. And like, if you get confused, it, the it's movie totally itself normal.
1: Itself doesn't even care that much. It's not about that.
2: There's <laughs> lots. Of, there's lots of loose threads that you're going to be scratching your head about that eventually get solved. But yeah. some of them just aren't important.
1: Man, I,
0: I give it a golden bucket that continues to grow yeah. all the time. Right. I just love all the uh, the dialogue, the quips, yeah. like
1: the, like the early '90s, great. like set design too is so good. It's, like.
2: And that's that's what I <laughs> like. like. The I mean, supermarket. That is like, yeah. It's, you can't uh, tell it's if you're great. in the 80s or the 90s. That's what I like about it. It's and,
0: and we watched the 4K version, and I thought the the colors really popped.
2: It was it looked really good. It has a nice warm tone to yeah, it. Like yeah, like I miss the old 35 style yeah. of shooting. Yeah, digital nice. just doesn't look this. Digital's clean. You're but right. It's just stale. Let's
1: become those people who won't watch digital.
2: <laughs> Let's just watch old black and that's white movies right. on TCM.
1: Let's just watch silent movies.
2: There you go. I don't know how like great f- that would be. There's on like the a pod, four hour
1: long Napoleon move silent movie that I think we're gonna make I'm gonna
2: make you guys watch.
1: We we already watched uh this one's Waterloo. four hour long and silent. No. <laughs> There's no way.
2: We can watch Birth of a Nation, that's about three hours long. No, that
1: one's racist.
2: Well yes, but it's cultural. I mean, in terms of you know, today's culture it's it's necessary to watch to stay yes. relevant so we To see our to our, respect our past. history.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Or something.
0: Any parting thoughts, gentlemen?
1: No, but yet, yeah, watch it. If you've heard of it and you think that a comedy, it's, comedy is good and funny, then it's, it's for you. It's one of those, it's
2: <laughs> Most likely you've seen it, but if not, it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, I agree. Well, with that,
0: hit me up on the Twitters if you want to interact with the great Popcorn Priest, at Popcorn Priest. Calmer than re- you, dude. What?
1: Calmer than you, dude.
0: What? I'm calmer than you. oh (laughs) Oh, yeah from the movie gotcha i respond to every tweet also if you've enjoyed any this or any of our other episodes please subscribe so you can get notifications on our newest episodes wait how many twitter hits are you getting
2: to respond to
0: that's should, why I should, say this. Eventually, should, should, should he's going to get too many. Should me, to, me and Taylor
2: be on Twitter to, edit, to edit respond to
1: questions?
0: That's what I. That's why I'm saying it now. Because I don't get a lot, but when I do, I might have to change what I say at the yeah, end. I'd be like,
1: mm. um, actually, there is no
0: Twitter.
2: Actually, <laughs> contact. I've been, <laughs> I've been banned. Actually, yeah, contact like, my assistant who will respond. I was shadow banned,
1: me. and I've I've quit, deleted the account out of protest.
2: And it turns so, out I was <laughs> spreading fake news, and they canned me, rightly so.
0: Well, I, I'm i not sure exactly what we're going to release next week, so just stay tuned on that one. But It'll be fun. For, thanks for listening. And as always, this has been Should You Watch This with the Popcorn Priest and for Cole and Taylor. Thank you for joining us.
1: Glad to be here.
0: Yep, pleasure. We'll yeah. see you guys oh, yeah. next week.
1: That's the stuff. <laughs> that's right, audience. You love us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, see you guys.
0: Right. I love movies, and I would love it if you would share the love. Muchas gracias. Another way to share the love is sharing those dollars. I've created a Patreon account. If you've liked anything up until this point and want to support the show so we can continue to bring you these entertaining reviews, please do so at patreon.com forward slash popcornpriest. As always, thanks for listening. This has been Should You Watch This with the Popcorn Priest, and for Cole and Taylor, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week.